Welcome everyone back to Floor 35 of Corporate Courtney and I am your host Courtney Johnson. I wanted to take the first few beats of this episode to thank you all. I sometimes forget when I'm talking into a microphone in my apartment that I'm actually speaking to people and not just myself in a very narcissistic way. And the support that I've gotten over kind of what I've been talking about for the last few floors and and understanding that I've been in testing ground uh, essentially and and ups and downs and the ebbs and flows of life and career in corporate America and the love and the support and the encouragement have meant quite a bit to me so thank you I definitely feel your prayers your good vibes and whatever else you've been putting out into the universe for me so thank you I appreciate it however It wouldn't be corporate Courtney talking about corporate America if some people weren't doing some very corporate America-like things. I think in the recent months, social media has been really hype on this push about entering into the tech world without actually having to be a software developer or someone who's very technically savvy. And I think that's really smart. Don't get me wrong. That is definitely where the jobs are. That's where the money is. Even if you are not tech savvy, the IT world is booming and that is going to be a pertinent next step in a lot of people's lives as far as job opportunities come in the future. Even if you don't think you're technically savvy, I truly believe in the next few years, everyone will have to become tech savvy to do it. We're already seeing things in the world where we're becoming less dependent on tangible things and relying more and more on technical space things. I get my menus from a QR code because I have to use my smartphone. I pay cashless at restaurants and typically with a credit card or paid through an app. I mean, I was at Bar Taco the other day and literally everything was done through the app. The only thing the waiters did was bring out the actual food that I ordered. Um, So yes, even the small stuff is slowly moving towards a more technically advanced world. And so you're going to want to get in where you can. There was even this big thread that went viral about different people who are able to get into the tech world without being technically savvy and making really decent money over six figures. And as I was reading through the thread and how people were talking about product management, which is something that I do in my career in corporate America, and all of the great parts about it, which is true, it's just funny because I was going through something that makes it so awful (laughs) at work. And it was just a very funny juxtaposition about how sometimes we can make everything seem rose-colored and it's not always that way. No matter what your career is, there's absolutely going to be pros and cons. And I think that sometimes 
we do a grass is greener on the other side, especially as a black community, when we're talking about jobs and opportunities that we're not so much familiar with. I mean, I know when I grew up, the, the things that people were pushing me to do was definitely be a doctor, be a lawyer, be an engineer. Everything else was you didn't make that much money or you, you weren't going to have a very successful future. And so those were the three opportunities that you had. And we as communities tend to latch on to some of that and never let go. So now that, you know, IT is definitely popping up into that, it's going to be one of those things that gets pushed. And I don't think people are talking about the hard parts about it. So I work in product management, which means I work with a set of dev engineers who do code development, and I work with business stakeholders who kind of identify value and things that we need to make things successful. And product management can go over a broad area of things. You could work in a mobile app. You can work for a a dot-com space. You can work with back-end services that kind of help those things drive and, and integrate with actual customers. So it crosses the board and you can have product in finance, supply chain, sales, marketing, HR. So whatever your whatever tickles your fancy in the business world, there is a space for that where you can be in between business and IT. And it does make great money. However, for most companies, it is still very new. And when I say very new, Yes, every large company you probably know has some sort of product department within their organization. The the largest companies, you know, Walmart, Amazon, Netflix, they all have products. So even when you, you're not thinking about something that would have this space, it absolutely does. However, a lot of people are very much so stuck in the old ways of doing things. There are companies who believe that they need to implement these new departments and this new methodology that product brings, which is typically something called agile, which means there's kind of a standardization of how things operate and how things are supposed to work. And it kind of mitigates timelines like the old world used to have. And it focuses more on value than dictated down work, which is great. Your company can say, I totally believe in that. Let's bring it in. That's how we're going to operate and then force the old ways into that new way. And it is highly frustrating to try and do something in its purest state and be told that you cannot do it that way and what I say goes. The highest paid person's opinion is always going to win out, especially in very large corporations. So I'm currently stuck in a world where I'm being told, yes, operate agile practices and be a product manager the best way you know how. Go to these conferences, take these classes, learn from the best people that do it and bring that back home to make us successful. However, I'm also being told, I said you got to do this, go do that. And that's the end of the word. So it's definitely a balance of new world ideas fighting old world ways. And that goes across tons of different spaces in tons of different departments. And you never really get away from it. And that's been the way I've seen it in my space since I started in product management. However, I've gotten a new vice president recently in um, supply chain. And 
they had no background on product management whatsoever. However, they are now the vice president over a lot of product managers. And typically, that's no problem because a vice president is so high up, I don't feel micromanaged. However, here's where the not so beautiful part about being in between both business and IT comes in. Because you have CEOs that are from a completely different generation, they used to work in a world where micromanaging was key to success and being able to look over shoulders and stare at screens and prove that seats were bodies were in seats that that's how you ran a business and since we've all had to be remote that has taken a real toll on a lot of the older generations I will say it baby boomers and above are struggling with this new remote world they just They cannot identify how they can prove people are working. Although most companies I know had record sales in some of these industries within America in the pandemic. Where I work, largest sales year ever, biggest comps ever. And they all suspected that once COVID kind of came wrapping up, it would all go down. But as we've seen the country opening up, and people getting back to more typical, precedented ways, those aren't changing. And that's wonderful, especially for my 401k. However, these older generation leaders are still struggling with the concept and how it's processed. So as many companies are beginning to force people to go back to work, some are offering full-time remote, And there's going to definitely be this line in the sand where we don't technically know what's going to happen and you can go one or the other way. There's not going to be too much of this limbo land for the next few months, I don't believe. But with record years and record sales comes record request. Everyone wants everything. And I'm struggling with a leadership that can't say no. Everything is a high priority and everything is the top priority. And if you are asked which one comes before the other or try to bring data to say one provides more value than another, it doesn't matter. Both need to get done. So I've been operating, I think, at a full speed where I feel like we've been kind of burnt out and spread too thin because we've got way too many plates spinning in the air. And I've kind of talked about that, but... It has been a very trying time to make a lot of things happen in that space. However, over the last year, I would say we've done very well to do so. And the money doesn't lie. It's working. However, people are starting to get burnt out. And I got the biggest insult I feel like one could get when you're doing all of this. You're on your hamster wheel. You're running as fast as you can. And the little man outside of the box that you're in is looking in and saying, they're not running fast enough. So someone in our C-suite came around and said, hey, I know we wanted to do all these things and they're not happening fast enough. What's going on? And when those questions start to come up, that's when the micromanagement and the lack of Great leadership really shines. And in my particular use case, that is when that being in the sweet spot of being between IT and business comes to bite you in the behind. 
IT quickly looks around and says, it's not us. We're just not getting enough of the work from our product managers to be able to execute. We've got the bandwidth to do it and we're turning things around very quickly as we get it. We're just not getting enough from them. Business is saying, we're absolutely telling everyone what they need to do, all the requirements, what we want, and product isn't turning it into gold for us. And product is in the middle going, I'm in 12 back-to-back meetings every day, finding the gaps, trying to figure out where the technological gaps are, trying to understand where these business requirements are coming from, trying to mix the two and make solves for things and now have fallen to be the scapegoats. We are the problem. We aren't getting enough done, according to all of our partners. And you would think IT, product, and business would all be in support and all be aligned to work together to say, there are too many things going on at once and that is why we're having this trouble. When you got too many pots on the stove, something's bound to burn. And I have found that the burning came from within. IT threw us under the bus. Business threw us under the bus. No one admitted what was actually going on. And so now we're the scapegoats. We're the problem. And a lot of us have been working 60-hour weeks, figuring out how to do tangible work on the weekends so that we can make it, and still solving problems for different spaces. We do more work in business side than probably most product managers should. And we, I definitely do more work on the tech side than I know I should, especially with no technical background. And that wouldn't be too big of a problem. It does ca- start to cause tension between two groups. And that's not good for a cohesive collaboration. It just, you want your IT and your product to get along. You want your business and your product to get along. And with the forcing of pointing fingers, now you're going to create tensions and a lot more is not going to get done because it's going to be a lot of throwing people back under the bus. It's going to be a lot more finger pointing and it's going to be a lot more things getting thrown over fences as opposed to things being carried to a goal line, which in and of itself is a problem. However, because I'm in a world that is technically kind of new to some people, I've got leadership that doesn't quite understand it. And instead of supporting us, they're taking the word of other people and other departments and saying, oh, that we are the problem. Okay, let's start making metrics to make sure that that's no longer going to be an issue. And the problem with that is I can't, I can fill out all the metrics you want, but sometimes people bastardize data. Sometimes the metrics that you have do not actually tell an accurate story. However, if that's how you're going to judge me, I'm going to make sure that it looks the best that I can for me. But it's going to create more problems and more work for our engineering partners who are not going to be able to execute. And it's going to start making our business people look bad. And at the end of the day, it's my job to try to make everything cohesive together. And since I now have to make sure that I'm proving my worth, I'm going to make it look a lot harder for some other people. And we're going to start feeling the strains a lot worse. So instead of my leadership coming to talk to us to understand what that's going to look like, what does it actually tell? 
what do you feel like is actually the problem? I didn't have any support. I was looked in the face and told, you're not doing enough. Do better. And here's how I'm going to micromanage you to do so. And as word trickled down to the leaders above me and the leaders above me and the leaders next to me, no one stood up and said anything. They all just vented and had a bitch fest with the people that really were, that report to them and told them they completely understand how rude this is, how degrading it is, how belittling it is. And for a moment during my bitch session with all of my coworkers and our manager, I was feeling better, right? I'm saying, how rude, how disrespectful. You know, why couldn't they come and talk to us? And we are giving it. I mean, even the quiet people are starting to come out the woodworks and say, I can't believe anyone would say that. And I start to feel better, right? My management understands what I'm saying and they hear me and they feel the same thing. So I feel supported. And I took a minute after I closed my laptop down and was like, forget this. And I take a walk because sometimes you guys got to take a lap. And I really thought about it. Although I feel like I was getting support because my manager also felt the same way. What is my manager doing to make sure that that information gets up to whoever this came down from? Right. And even with my senior manager, she later joined in and said, She commiserated with us. She thinks it's absolutely ridiculous. And I was like, yeah, this is great. My senior manager knows this. And then the director came in and was like, no, I totally understand. This is ridiculous. This is terrible. I'm so sorry. And I was like, yes, this is what I love to see. Management hearing us and feeling what we're saying. But no one is actually directing what we're feeling and what we're saying upward. They're continually talking down to people, saying they understand and they feel for us. However, they are doing nothing in their power to make the changes at the level that it needs to come from. And you may see this a lot in corporate America, where we feel that authenticity is really the key to making sure that our people feel heard. But it's more of a placate situation than actually tangibly making changes for the betterment of our people. Yes, it's one thing to feel heard and to feel seen. However, it doesn't help to be heard and to be seen if the right people aren't hearing and seeing. Yes, it would make sense that if I could get the director level to agree with me and to understand that we have been insulted at the highest level, we don't feel supported, and we feel disrespected, especially after high turnovers that we've been able to provide. But for someone above them not to get that message means that we've created a glass ceiling that doesn't actually help us promote change, and it doesn't fix anything. And... This isn't just in product management, and I don't think it's just in the company I work with. Sometimes we even do that in lower management levels as well. We tell people what they want to hear, what we think they want to hear, without rocking the boat above us to make ourselves look bad. People in power positions need to want to make a change for those underneath them as well. It's not enough just to be fearful of rocking the boat. And not making that change. That doesn't make you a great leader. If you're constantly afraid to make the change that you think that we need to see, 
or to have tough conversations, you probably shouldn't be in the leadership position. And I had to take a hard look at myself in the mirror and say, I believe that there have been times where someone came to me and they had a complaint. I felt them. I thought their complaint was valid. However, I didn't want to bother someone above it because I didn't think it was going to make a difference. So I didn't say anything. But I wanted to make sure that the people felt like I understood what they were saying, what their their feelings are and how they can be heard. And that's not a good leader. That's a good liar. I no longer want people who look to me for help to feel like they got help and I'm not actually trying to make the change that they need. And I would hope that other leaders start to take a look at themselves and start to realize that part of being a leader and part of being a manager is to have tough conversations, is to rock the boat and do it in a respectful way. That way you're still being endeared and understood from that level. There are tactical ways of having tough conversations and they need to be done to help the people that you work for. Otherwise, what you're going to start looking at are the downfalls and the side effects. If you think there's not enough work getting done now, you think telling people that they're not doing enough when they are consistently performing in the data shows that they are is going to get you more? What we're going to start having is a lot of things getting thrown over the fence and a lot of stalegating. And it's going to be much worse than what you think it is. And you can try to micromanage with what you think is going to be the best fix And what you're going to find is people are going to make that day to say what they want to say. At the end of the day, money talks. Are you are you saving enough? Are you generating sales? If that's continuously happening, happening and at an increased rate. I think that there are better ways to do it than to try to find blame and point fingers. And now that I've had some time to cool off, I can understand why leadership in my situation hasn't said anything to stop this, but the damage is already done. I know several people that I've spoken to after having that conversation who are already looking for different opportunities in different companies. I mean, just that quickly. The competitive landscape at the moment, there are too many job openings and too many people who need the right people in the right places we will be going in the opposite direction with this kind of attitude and with this kind of space. And though this podcast is for black women in corporate America, so I doubt that anyone above me is listening. There are changes that have to be had from a leadership position to make sure that your people feel heard, feel seen, but also feel like they know that changes could be made with that so no product management is not the be all that it could be um in any case just like with any job in corporate america there are pros and cons and when you find yourself the middleman in a lot of situations and scenarios it is very easy to become the scapegoat it is also very easy that when those people become the scapegoat their behavior changes and a lot of the resources and the help that were being had start to disappear. The extra work and the extra diligence and the support that some people get 
they lose it. And when you start pointing fingers, there are fingers that are going to get pointed back. And now all you're doing is creating apprehension and stress in relationships where solidarity, unity, and organization needed to be to continue to drive the business forward. So don't get me wrong. Product management is really cool. And in a lot of companies, it's really great. But like I said, in every space, there are ups and downs. There are pros and cons. And if you're trying to escape something, the grass isn't always greener. However, if you're willing to take what comes with it, learn at an accelerated rate, really get to be a jack of all trades, then I would definitely suggest looking into product management. But you're not going to find your way away from the problems that come with corporate America. It's just newer. And that's all I've got for you guys this week. Um, please send your feedback or any stories or feelings you have to the corporate Courtney podcast at gmail.com. Or you can reach out to me on social media at underscore corporate court. And until next week, toodles.